Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Candor Podcast. I am joined today by Eric Hunley, who is a Roadrunners Club of America certified running coach. He's a tech and shoe reviewer for Gearist. He's also the host of Unstructured Podcast. Uh, some of his, and I do want to read a couple of these, uh, these marathons and 5Ks that you've just completed recently uh, because the names are really, really intriguing, like the Yingling Shamrock Marathon, which sounds delicious. Um, and then there's the Anthem Wicked 10K, the Crawling Crab, uh, the Rolling Rock Virginia Beach Half Marathon. So a lot of beer stuff, which is uh, always nice, <laughs> which is always fun. But uh, runners. <laughs> yeah, but Eric, thanks for joining the show, man. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. It's good, great to be here. So I've got uh, quite a few listeners uh, and people that I, that I train also who are runners, avid runners. Um, a lot of people who have listened to the podcast and trained with me and know me know that I am not much of a runner um, at all. I think my entire running career just ended last week. Uh, it was about two weeks long. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I but I train a lot of runners. Uh, try to try to. Um, to get them to buy in the idea of strength training and how important it is because it is very important for everybody. But uh, so I thought your story was very interesting and you can kind of uh, dive a little more in depth with that and, and tell people how you got started, why you got started and we can kind of tackle it from there. Okay, sure. Um, when I was young, I kind of had um, asthmatic type of reactions from allergies, things like that. So running early on to me was punitive. <laughs> So I'm probably in the same boat you are now. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so I, I tried running um, in high school because I was playing football. And one lap around the track, I fell flat on my face. I just couldn't handle it at all. But I kind of grew out of the conditions, wound up in the Army, and we had to run there. Yeah. And I had a remarkable progression. I had to quit smoking for basic training. And when I ran there, um, my fir first one mile, you had to do a mile when you started basic training. Mm -hmm. I ran it in, I think, 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Then when I completed basic training, I ran two miles in 11 minutes, 50 seconds. Oh, wow. Wow. So that running came in. And then, of course, I picked up smoking again. Perfect. <laughs> and <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and I ran while I was in the Army and decided as soon as I got out in the late 90s, I am not running anymore. I hate running. I hate this. So I proceeded to uh, just continue life, continue smoking. In 2005, I stopped smoking and learned to eat mm -hmm. and bloated all the way up to 283 pounds. That seems to be a, a, a consistent theme with like smokers, especially. Oh, yeah. You're trading <laughs> off habits. The yeah. one thing you, you suddenly now have taste buds and you can taste the food. <laughs> Right. And, you know, it does make a difference. So anyway, I, did, I did that. And by 2012, you know, I, I was very heavy, um, 283 pounds. And I decided I need to do something. Now, obviously, Lee didn't just go running. Um, 
Right. I got a Fitbit and an account on my fitness pal. So I tried to hold back the calories a bit and get 10,000 steps in a day. Now people don't realize it, but I'm a big believer in 10,000 steps a day and walking. No matter what you do, you should walk as much as you can. It's really healthy. Mm, it is. Yep. But I came to learn that getting 10,000 steps a day is, is more difficult than you think. It's not, you know, it's about five miles and you think, oh, I went to the mall today. I walked forever. And you look down, eh, 2,100 steps. Right. So in order to get the steps and pad, I would do things like um, always print on the other side of the building and walk to the printer. If my boss needed to talk to the boss, never pick up the phone. I always walk to him. I got, you know, get up every hour uh, at lunch. I always park at the um, very end of the parking lot at Walmart, circle the parking lot, walk through Walmart, the entire store, looping it. And then I'd eat it like Subway. So I did that for a while. And then when I came home, I used the treadmill to get the rest of the steps. So I'd wind up with, you know, 12, 13,000 steps, whatever. And the weight started really come off pretty quickly. And I burned the treadmill up. <laughs> That's, that doesn't seem like a bad deal. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Expensive thing, though. And I decided to get an elliptical trainer because maybe my yeah. wife would use it. And it couldn't come in for a couple of weeks. So I took the act outside and just went walking outside. Yep. Now this is in uh, 2012. I don't know if you've heard of the band deep purple. Yeah, right. I have. Okay. Well, for whatever reason, I never liked the band because of smoke on the water is the only reference I knew. And the song kind of, blech. same but, thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Lord of the band died and he was the keyboardist and just out of some weird wannabe respect or whatever, I checked out something from the old catalog on Spotify and the songs were incredible on the first couple albums. I mean, we're talking about like 20 minute jam sessions that were mm -hmm. mind blowing. So I was listening to it that day and going out for the walk. And I really, I was so into the song that I started running. I can hear the thumping. Right. Sorry. That, sorry. That was my keyboard. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. Um, I, I, I totally got into it, started running. And then I'd walk some more and then I'd run, then I'd walk some more. And I decided while I was walking anyway, well, I wonder if I could work my way up to a mile. So over the course of the weeks, I would, you know, run a couple blocks and walk a couple blocks, run a couple blocks, you know, just walk, run, walk, run, walk, run. Mm -hmm. And then I managed, you know, to run a mile at a stretch. And my goal was, okay, well, I had to do a two mile run. Let me do that. So I, I did the two mile. Then it was like, okay, I'd like to do a 5K distance. That seems like a really neat uh, threshold. Can I run over three miles? And I did that. Then I worked to just start trying to get faster at it and things like that. So, that, nice. so I kind of stumbled into a relatively decent training plan, except for when I was trying to run fast every day. That was a huge mistake. Because mm. overtraining mostly or? Uh, just um, a, a quick way to plateau yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you want to improve, you have to have rest in between. Right. Yeah. And I, I didn't really put it together because, you know, I didn't think back that, oh, yeah, even in the Army, I only ran three days a week. Um, you know, I can walk seven days a week. So that's, that's where my mistake came in was, yeah. oh, I'm doing this exercise seven days a week, so then I'm trying to run it. So, eh, you shouldn't do that. No, right. Yeah. The body, yeah, it's just like everything else, like – 
you, you give the body the signal, it rests, it learns from that signal, you repeat it and you keep going you have to go in that sequence. Yeah. Just like, just like strength training or anything else. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of streakers. I think that's a, a terrible <laughs> stunt that people are doing. Um, run <laughs> I said strength training, not streakers. No, no, no. I'm, I, oh, I'm okay. people who run every day. There are people uh, who have, have run every day for 20 streakers. years. I gotcha. Yeah. I and was thinking so I was thinking like the naked people running. Well, and they are technically running too. Yeah, technically. <laughs> I don't know if they're doing it every day. Maybe if they live in a nudist camp, they will be running every day. Yeah. Who knows? Different methodologies. So go, go with your so not not much of a streaker in both senses. Well, correct. I, I have not done the white tail run. There there is actually a um a naked five K race in Virginia. No, you will not find me in it. No, I wouldn't be looking for very, very people in that anyway. That's okay. <laughs> it's uh, and for the people who want, probably want to participate, you really don't want to look at. Nah, <laughs> hard pass. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, so I, I after I did that and I was running five um, k distance pretty consistently. My my nephew, I went to visit him. My parents were living on the other side of the state, mm -hmm. and he um. He ran with me and he, he was a big runner, um, did a lot of uh, competitions and things in high school and into college. Yep. And he gave me a sort of backhanded compliment though. He's like, you're actually not that bad. And considering you're so old, you could maybe do okay in one of these races. She thanks. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm in my forties. So he's like, <laughs> you know, if, if you're running that, you know, that those paces, you know, maybe, you know, you can age group in, in one of the uh, local races or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, that sort of inspired me. I was like, well, let me go sign up for a 5k. Mm -hmm. And I did um, within about a month or so, totally just freaked out about it and everything and felt um, like a complete imposter because, you know, everybody's all tidy and everything. I'm kind of big yeah. and I am not a stereotypical runner. You know, they're built like leopards, you know, very thin and sleek and just, I'm much more of a, a lumberjack style, I guess. <laughs> but I did pretty well. Um, I technically was fourth in my age group in my first race. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I was motivating. I ran, I ran the next week and I was third overall. So that kind of got me hooked in to... Um, do well in these little local races. Now, keep this in mind. I'm winning in my age group in little local races as long as mm -hmm. nobody talented shows up to me. <laughs> <laughs> a win's a win. A win is like a win. A W is a W in the books. It doesn't matter. Right. But that is kind of, you know, it's sort of like I have waterfront property at my house. <laughs> right. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> I actually do every six hours. It's tidal. Oh, <laughs> so I, I call it budget waterfront. I just do when it rain, when it rains really hard and guarantee I'm going to look out my entire backyard is going to be flooded. Say, yeah. Well, there's that too, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it all depends. So anyway, I got into it and I really, really um, got the bug and decided I wanted to go for more distance and started training up and ran uh, 13.1 miles on my own mm -hmm. to, um, see if I could do it. Yeah, I can. And signed up for my first half marathon. And that was the crawling crab. 
Okay. And that one, sadly, um, I was so excited. I was trying to train to do really well in it, but I learned a valuable lesson the week before. Never dig in the garden with a shovel and a pair of Crocs. <laughs> oh no. What did so, you, what did you yeah. do? I jammed my heel on the shovel. Okay. And could barely walk, went, you know, see a sports chiropractor. He could did what he could and they were scraping it down um, as much as they could. But um, I ran the race anyway. And the race route actually went by my house. And my please, wife... Please tell me you just V-lined and went straight to bed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I went by the house and, and my wife, I knew, was out looking. And I did everything I could to run by like, no, look, no, I'm not hurt. No yeah, straight. No lip, no. And wave. Like, right. And I think I'm pulling it <laughs> off and it, it looked like my foot was being dragged sideways. I was so messed up. Like you see, you know, the movie Wolf, Wolf of uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you seen that? I watched some of it. Some of it. So there's that scene in there where in his mind, everything's going one way directly. Like mm -hmm. everything's super smooth and great. And they flash back in reality. What's really happening. It's like the complete opposite. He's just like a slob and like falling all over himself. That's, that's kind of <laughs> what I'm imagining <laughs> in your Pretty head. You're close. like, this is amazing. She's so impressed. And you're, you're <laughs> to, he's going to die. <laughs> exactly. And that was three miles into 13.1. Oh, wow. So it was, um, it was excruciating. I did finish it because I wanted that stupid magnet that I bought to put on my car and to have finished the official race. Yes. I'm a little obsessive that way. Right. <laughs> you know, fortunately inside they had, um, the massage school there giving demos and I'm like, can you just do my foot? <laughs> and that, that enabled me to actually get to my car. I was hurt that badly. I had to have a full massage to get to the stupid car. Uh. Now, the part that's maddening about it, though, and I'm angry with myself about it, is that was in 2013. As 2018, I still have problems. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, um, my ankles are frozen, you know, on that side. My gait, um, when I track it, my left leg spends more time on the ground than the right, oh, no wow. matter what. So that kind of sucked. War wounds. Uh, yeah. 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 But... I did um, stop running for a, a little bit uh, and I did some, uh, you know, obviously my elliptical and I did pool running, which just sucks, but it is effective <laughs> um, or aqua jogging, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. you get in a pool with a float on your waist, yep. and you just run your ass off. Now, if you're an elite, like um, this guy, Tim Surface, I know who does software and things like that. He would do um, pool running with no float. So it's literally run and stay afloat. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> so you're not, so he's not touching the ground. No, he's not touching the bottom. He's, the bottom. he's that's impressive. Yeah. And he would do um, sprint intervals in, in, in there. I, I essentially had the, you know, the floaty on and we would just run and, you know, you slowly drift across the pool to one side and then the other. And I just do it. It sucks beyond anything, but you don't lose fitness. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds like it'd be good for conditioning, low joint pain, or low joint, you know. Especially, yeah, because the injury was on the you know bottom of my foot, yeah. so no contact with anything. And having the uh, pressure of the water actually probably helps strength, do a little inadvertent strength work, too. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, and there's in hydrotherapy too. It's very. I mean, that's uh, I know a lot of sprinters, runners, a lot of those kind of people do that. Those kind of things, and I'm sure um, more athletes do also. So that's pretty common now, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I did that, and then got back, uh, ran a ten miler, and finished out the year. And I was training to ramp up for for my first marathon, and that was the Shamrock. Okay. And. I actually completed it. Uh, that's still my PR to this day. Um, it's a good experience. And then my next race, God, what was that? Um, I think it was a one city. <laughs> I almost have to look them up. I could even, I could look it up for you right now. If my link would work. I bet you it's one city. Ah, uh, here we go. Let's see here. Tick tock, tick tock. Um, so that one was, which one was the, uh, Shamrock was my first one. The Shamrock. Hmm. That was in 2014. Oh, okay. So I have to, oh my gosh, there's so many of them. There's night that the, the next, so we're talking about the, uh, the next marathon. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one city in 2015. One city. Hmm. I had a bunch of 10 Ks, lots of 10 Ks. New River Marathon. Okay. Yeah. I did the New the River. Shamrock Marathon. Uh, Newport News One City Marathon. I think that was my second one. But yeah, okay. I, did, I did that one. Um, uh, the New River Marathon, the OBX or Outer Banks Marathon. And then the. Um, yeah, there's a lot the uh, seashore state um trail or whatever that's the 50k wow um, the nature yeah. trail or seashore anyway and then a bunch of a bunch of half marathons in between and one thing i got to do that was fun um for i think three or four races was as a pace group leader and i enjoyed that quite a lot where i would just run and hold a pace for a group and help talk them through issues you know be a wind block or whatever yeah just kind of run with the group you know get a free race ticket so that i don't know it's kind of cool because if i cross the finish line that's me finishing but when yeah, i get a right. group across i feel like i've just finished you know 10 races or 12 races. <laughs> well yeah because you're i mean you're, you're literally you're leading the entire way it's right. not like you're yeah you're not lagging behind like all right i'm gonna ride this bus i'll catch up with you in the next like two miles <laughs> exactly exactly yeah i'm yeah. running with them and talking with them and you know uh, you know helping them by conversation or whatever motivation because it, yep. it gets tough and it can suck yeah. in later miles that's mental, a lot of mental stress. He having a leader in the front. So I, I do want to kind of jump into something a little different here. Um, sure. So first of all, I want to cycle back. Um, I, I think you mentioned walking first, like kind of low level walking, you know, throughout the day, counting the steps. Yes. Uh, I think we're in so, like the world is so uh, 
it's like it, all numbers oriented, you know, constantly sure. people in the gym. I always see people in the gym, even myself. I, I find my, myself checking my, my rings on my Apple watch. If I close them, I getting close. I'm trying not to focus on that as much, but there's something to be said for some low level movement and activity. Not everything has to be like this balls to the wall. Um, you know, it, if I'm not going to run out, go out and uh, sprint a mile, then it's not even worth it. Like being low level active all day long is a great starting point for everybody. And it's something that's very maintainable no matter what fitness level, which is, I think is very overlooked. Um, so with, with that being said, if you were, if you were, you know, since you're a running coach, how do you help someone maybe that was in your, that is in your former position? Uh, looking to get started, where's a, a good starting point for them in terms of, uh, you know, if you're maybe let's just say like somebody is doing like uh, their very first, um, you know, you, you name it like a 5k or something, Where, where's a good starting point, or maybe that's their aspiration down the road. Well, I hate to um, cop out, but it depends. Yeah. Like, well, first off, if they're 283 pounds, I'm going to walk them. I mean, there are some who say you can run at any size and all that. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, you can smash your knees in at every size too. Right. And, um, to give you an idea, when I dropped, you know, 40 plus pounds before I was, you know, even outside doing stuff, I got a weight vest and yeah. I was wearing a weight vest on the treadmill because I realized, wait a minute, I'm burning fewer calories because I'm carrying less weight. But it was very shocking to put on a 40 pound weight vest and go, oh my God, that's a lot of weight. Yeah. So you've got to consider that that's like running in a giant weight vest with all the extra weight on. You can't be doing that immediately. You really need to walk yeah. to tighten things up, strengthen things up. I don't know how much activity um, the person has to begin with. Right. You know, fortunately, when they come see me, they're probably already a runner, at least recreationally. Okay. So my, um, my goal would be let's finish the race. Okay. Let's, let's not even worry about it. I don't, we don't care about it. We don't care about times or anything else. We just care about you starting and you finishing and feeling good. Yeah. That, that really should be your first goal. So if you're just getting into running, I would say do what I accidentally did. Walk and then run. Right. Walk, run, walk, run. And literally just extend it as you go. So. Yeah. So how, how important, sorry, I mean, how important is that to, if somebody is, you know, if they are very baseline coming off the couch, couch to 5k, you've heard that term before. Sure. They're coming off the couch. Is it, is it reasonable for someone to say, and uh, granted baseline or, uh, you know, cover, cover statement, you don't know where they're coming from, but if someone is relatively um, healthy, they can move without much joint mm -hmm. pain but they're, but they're, you know, they're kind of intimidated of it. Is it safe to say like, Hey, walk, walk around your block once, maybe time that keep track of that. Are is it more record keeping? Is it uh, is something about just go out, see how it feels and then do a little more the next day? Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in um, running by feel. Mm -hmm. And especially when starting um, a training season, because it's a training plan is over an extended period. And you have different structures within. So early on, I don't even train by miles. I train by time. Okay. So I would want that person to go out for a half hour. Okay. Got it. Okay. And, and this is a very relevant distinction because I don't care. Just be active for that half hour. 
Right. It's not a matter of how fast you are, how slow you are. It's a matter of, of keeping yourself up on your feet for that extent, you know, for that time. Got it. Yeah. And that becomes extremely important as you get into longer distance races, because as you're training up, you need the time on your feet, but you can't be out there. I, I run a, um, a sub four marathon pretty much, you know, guaranteed unless there's a major injury or whatever. Um, the new river, I had to walk my nephew. So that was longer, but I can't be training four hours at a stretch. Right. Yeah. That's just, that's crazy. And I'm also going to be at a better pace. So let's say I'm, I'm going to run at uh, three hours and 25 minutes, which would be my, my current Boston qualifying time. That is a eight minute and change pace. Well, to train, I might be running that pace, but I probably run slower than that. Probably nine minutes and change, you know, for long runs. Yeah. And I might run two hours. Okay. To start or actually an hour to start. And you just kind of extend it out. I see. And then, see. then over the training period, as I get going, like, you know, um, kind of the high point, I'll start doing the 20 milers. Okay. And the goal of that is, again, I'll be doing them less than my race pace, but I'll have that time on my feet. Yeah. You know, a 20 mile long run for me is a you know, three hours and change. That makes total sense. Yeah. If you, if you can't, if you can't at least be up for that long and know what that feels like to be active and moving for that long, that's going to be, I know the difference is between obviously running that distance. Sure. And, you know, being active that distance, but that's a good, that's a very good tip. That's a very good starting point. Just get up and get, get moving for, so even like if you're, for instance, if you, if you plan on going for a walk, if you're just getting started with something like this and you go for a, that walk around the block and you're like, wow, that took all of whatever, 15 minutes, mm -hmm. stay up and do things around the house for another 15 minutes. Yes. Yes. Right. And right. So yeah, basically, you know, if you spend a lot of time on the couch or a lot of time in your chair, you may not be up to doing a whole lot. You, you know, yeah. that walk for a half hour, that might kick your butt. It's going to zap you. Yep. And that's fine because we're built, we're built to walk. So if you get a little bit tired out walking, that's fine. Good. Do it again. Yeah. Okay. And you could do that every day. I would have people at least walking every single day. Good. That's good. Yep. Sound advice. What, so what, what did you learn in terms of like injury prevention in yourself once you started getting into, I mean, I'm just, I'm assuming because there are longer races, there's more time for someone to get injured, but you know, people get injured running um, half mile right out of the gate. Right. Oh, so, sure. in, so in your experience, what are, what are some good helpful temps, tips to uh, prevent injury? Things that you can do at home during running. Um, there are different options. One, you probably go see somebody get strength training, which we right. hate. <laughs> we hate that, it. That, I, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I should have said it myself, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I would recommend that. Um, yep. Try to get some sort of side to side movement because you're, you're running continuously. Um, I believe it's sagittal that you're running on all the time. Yep. So you're on one plane continuously. And th there are cases where, you know, a really strong runner may turn sideways and just boom, throw something completely off because yeah. all of our development is in that direction. Yep. 
So I, I'd really recommend that. I mean, and if you can do something like, you know, play basketball with your friends or, or things like that, I, I'd say get on that, do that. Good call. A very good call. So that'll help you a lot with the injuries. Um, a good exercise that I did for a while to try to help because in running, it's all hips. Um, people don't realize it, but that's your driver. And um, you figure you're going through the kinetic chain, your hips are your, your fulcrums and then everything swings out of it. So yeah. I would um, lay on, lay down on a flat surface and then just kick up in the air 10 times, then turn, kind of rotate my um, butt, uh, butt up, I guess, and then go up and down 10 times, then go completely sideways, up and down 10 times, yeah. then three quarters, and do that for um, each leg. Yeah. So you're basically, I think um, for, for people who may be kind of confused, like you're, you're laying on your back first, maybe supporting your yep. hands below your low back, kind of doing flutter kicks, but you're, yep. you're going all the way up. And then when you're on your stomach, trying to lift them as high as you can one at a time. Sort of, it's not like a, it's, it's only one leg though. I think of it as yeah. like a clock. Yeah. It's like a clock. You're turning, you know, partially. So it'd be like uh, one o'clock, two o'clock, whatever. And the idea is to just get every angle on, yep on your hips and your glutes and um i can't think of everything your i guess your adductors adductors abductors yeah both yep yeah um I'm, I'm, glad you, are wicked. I'm glad you mentioned uh, the lateral movements because a lot of runners since they're they're so one directional they that's how they like to train in general and then we start doing those like um i'll have somebody in um a and even an abduction a hip abduction adduction machine and that's a whole new experience and i'm so i'm amazed how after so long people when they they continue to run and if they're just getting started with um with strength training particularly how immobile especially the abduction is pushing out because mm -hmm. the hips are so developed in one way so that's um that's what you know a lot of people kind of poo-poo using, uh, not a lot of people, but some people poo-poo using uh, resistance bands for abduction, but you get much more range of motion out of them. It applies just enough resistance, the resistance bands around your ankles, those kind of things. You can do basically what you're saying. If you're an advanced person, you can put an, um, a band around your ankles and do the exact same thing you were just doing for some added resistance, working through full range of motion. You can hold it at the top. Um, so yeah, those are very good tips. Oh, good. I think my chiropractor had me doing um, I don't know call them um, uh, gorilla walks or something. But you would, monster walks probably. I guess yeah, with a resistance band between your legs, mm -hmm. you're squatting and side to side across the yep. room, both yep. directions. It hurts like hell. Yeah, but it, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> yeah, but and that's why. I mean, but it, it is like targeting just about everything you're not. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that lateral movement, I like the playing basketball, doing something other. I mean, that's great for ankle mobility too, mm -hmm. uh, which is super important because you get the inversion, eversion from the exercises. Um, what is one thing that maybe, that if it, either if it's like another runner that you, that you look up to or someone that you ran with, what is one thing that's kind of has been told to you that's kind of stood out that you, that you like to tell yourself when you're running or you tell somebody else who's just getting started running? Um, it's not really um, from running per se, but just life in general. 
and it's they can only mess with you so much before the next meal. <laughs> That's and pretty good. It is. It's a life lesson. I actually apply it to running pretty as good. well. But in basic training, it's a nightmare. They're just on your case all the time. And you learn that you're like, you go in there, you go, oh my God, I got eight weeks of this crap. How am I going to survive eight weeks of this crap? Yeah. yeah. And then you start to realize, well, lunch is in two hours. They can only <laughs> mess with me so much before lunch. Yeah. And then after lunch, okay, well then there's going to be a meal again in like four hours. Yeah. And then there's going to be rack time and four, and, mm. and all of a sudden the days go by. I use the same thing when I'm running. I will go, okay, well, I'll just get to the next telephone pole. Yeah. And, and then I'll quit then. But then I get there, I have a little more energy. Oh, you know what? I'll just go a little bit further here. Yep. Yeah. That's a good, I like, I like that. That, that can be, you're right, that, about life. When you think about things you really don't want to do, like right before you and I um, hopped on the podcast, I'm building this program for, uh, for this class that I teach. And I'm sitting here, I'm just staring down like, I don't, this thing's never going to end. I'm like, when is it ever going to end? And I look down at my clock and I'm like, okay, I've got a half an hour before this podcast. Like I can work another half an hour. It's not going to be you know, all night long. Just get to the stopping point. That's a solid stopping point. Get as much in as you can. And then on to the next thing. Like nothing, nothing like that ever lasts forever. Right? right. Yeah. Right. That's a good tip. One thing before I want to let you go, since you do um, so many reviews and we mentioned tech a little earlier, what kind of pops out at you right now that might be something that maybe not, not only uh, runners, but mm -hmm. uh, like fitness enthusiasts in general might be interested in and where can they check it out? Well, I mean, um, in terms of wearables, I'm just a huge fan of watches, et cetera. Yeah. I kind of think Apple's going to eat everyone's lunch. Oh, really? Um, yeah. The Apple watch is the number one best-selling wearable i mean they they outsold fitbit and that includes all fitbit devices so That's the little 50 dollar fitbits yeah all of that yeah fitbit's in trouble um garmin is hanging in there because garmin is specialized yeah that's right yeah and they they make really good you know a really good high-end watch so i kind of feel like the market is garmin and apple i like some too mm -hmm. i like some of the others are you know they're all good and they're good in different ways, but it all depends on what you want to do. Like if you want to be a, yeah, triathlete, if you want to be a triathlete, you're probably going to be looking at a Garmin. Yeah. I personally, um, I have a higher end one, which is overkill, but I like the runny dynamics and stuff because I'm a total data nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have the Apple watch. And the Apple Watch is, you know, I love the Apple Watch for the rest of the time. Notifications, talking, right. Siri. Uh, the GPS on it's fine. It does a good job. I think they could do better. And once they figure that out. They will. Yeah. It'd be unstoppable. Yeah. But there's like one major oversight. If you're running with the Apple Watch, they don't track your steps. They don't track cadence. Oh, interesting. Which is stupid. <laughs> if I say start, what does it do all day long? Yeah. It tracks steps. Tracks, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is running? It is steps. So geniuses, when I hit start to go run, you just take those steps, calculate over the time period, 
and you can tell me how many steps per minute I'm taking. Yeah. It's not rocket science. You but, know, don't, don't you think though, like, cause Apple, I mean, anybody who pays attention to it, Apple, Apple is very good at doing the very basic things, but leaving very basic things out. And when they add them in later, everybody's like, Oh, applause. Look, they finally did it. <laughs> they're like, Oh wait, but they left this part out. Well, I mean, it's a trickle down effect. They do it every, every time they release something, they add like that little bitty tiny piece in that you wish they had before. They yeah. don't give you everything at once. You know, that's kind of what they do. So yeah. Yeah. But I will say, cause I love my Apple watch, but I've had a couple of Fitbits and I will say that Fitbit's customer service is mm -hmm. outstanding. Like they are incredible. If something happens to literally my dog ate two of them and <laughs> I got two and they're just like, yeah, here you go. You can have them. like, well, you know, it's my fault. Like it's a hundred percent. My, the first one, my, my, my dog <laughs> Dex ate it. He just ran upstairs too. It's funny. Cause I, like, I, he, like he knew I was talking about him, but <laughs> he, he ate it and I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to write them because I could still kind of use the, the, um, the actual device, but the mm -hmm. clip was chewed through. So I was like, well, I just write them like, Hey, is there any way I can get a clip? Yada, yada. And they sent me a whole new device. The second time, <laughs> I think I said something about like my dog ate it and they sent me another one. And I was just wow. like, I just wanted to try and see if it happened. And sure enough, they did. Um, <laughs> and then, and then finally when he ate that second one, which because he did, I, uh, I just got the Apple Watch. I was like, all right, forget it. I'm done. <laughs> I can't keep I can't keep milking Fitbit for free fit for free devices. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. but um, well, hey, Eric, I, I really appreciate this. Um, you jumping on and spreading some knowledge and and giving people some some solid advice on getting started running. Um, and we'll have to do another one because I I, I want to get into more of um, like the tech wearable side of things. I think your, sure. I think your insight to that would be really, really cool. And I mean, anybody like in the fitness industry, everybody uses something tech, you know, whether, whether it's their smartphone, their watch. Um, I mean, there, there's the list goes on and on and on. So um, if everybody has any questions, comments, concerns, where's the best place to reach you? Um, well, just go through my podcast. I, I'm really trying to pump that up right now. Uh, unstructured P on Twitter or Facebook. Um, please check out the podcast. I sometimes do have athletes on there. Nice. That's just not exclusively what I do. Good. Awesome. And that's, and uh, I'll, I'll link everything else. You got your website, your Facebook, Twitter, I'll, I'll link everything else, but cool. um, all right, Eric, I appreciate this very much and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor. <laughs>